You are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to The Ben Keats Show. My name is Ben Keach, and I am elated to be here today talking about one of my favorite topics and probably yours, although it can be extremely tricky. Uh, The title of the episode today is What's Wrong With Your Family? What's Wrong With Your Family? Of course, the first reaction is, how dare you talk about my family? Nothing's wrong with my family. My family is wonderful. Your family is the one that has problems. Yeah, they all do. They all do. It doesn't matter if you're poor. doesn't matter if you're rich. Doesn't None of that stuff matters. Family is tricky, and it's not perfect. And we have, a lot of times, unless there's major trauma, we have an allegiance to our family. That's, you know, that's how we do it. And that's, that's a wonder. That's actually the power of family is the fact of how we believe and align ourselves with that group of people, with our mom, dad, and so on. So, but the topic today is what's wrong with our family. And we're not going to talk about divorce. We're not going to talk about even kind of the dynamic that can happen with husband and wife. It's a little, the focus today is going to be a little bit more on parents and kids and, and just kind of understanding this. Cause I have a lot of kids who follow me and I have a lot of parents that follow me. And so these things are important. And if I were to talk to individual people about things that are difficult or what goes wrong or how they understand me, um, there's a lot of real issues out there. Uh, there's also a lot of wonderful, beautiful families because kids generally are very forgiving. And that's that's actually a wonderful part about kids. And so parents sometimes need to remember and hear that. But let, let's get into the, some of the specifics today about what's wrong with family. The first thing that I want to say is that if you are, if you have a family, if you're a leader in your family dynamic. The one thing that I could say is so, so important. If you can pull this off or set up your traditions, what is your family about? This is what we do. This is what is important to us. Um, and a Sunday meal together. That is something that we're going to do every Sunday. And sometimes we're going to invite another family over. Sometimes we're not, but we are going to have this time together. And it starts when it starts in the beginning and it's consistent. Traditions aren't necessarily just things that we think about for the holidays, uh, going to the lake on 4th of July or with the type of present we open up on Christmas Eve. Traditions are this, this is how this unit, the most important unit ever to the people that are involved. This is how we, this is what we do. This is what our family does. And it's important verbiage to say it and think it exactly like that. And what happens when you set up those traditions is that it draws everybody into it. Now, even if, you know, sometimes people complain or they don't want to do this or, you know, whatever the case, but this is what we do. For instance, at our family dinner, there's, there's no phones. 
there's we're not looking at our electronic devices and i think you have to be really intentional about electronic devices in today's day and age i would actually go so far as to say on i mean this is almost absurd but it is something to consider even on certain road trips or drives like hey guys um let's say you have a long drive take we're all trapped in this car together we're going to put our phones down for 10 minutes and I just want to see how everybody's doing. And if you don't want to talk, then you can just listen because listening is just important as talking. So you don't have to say anything, but we're going to talk. I'm going to tell you about what's going on in my work or my life. And, and sometimes even being trapped in a car is a great place to do that. This is how we connect. I am telling you what, you are going to have to have boundaries when it comes to electronic devices and not just with your kids, but with yourself. Communicate and talk just like the good old days. You have to make that happen. And and I'll tell you this, even if you say, hey guys, we're gonna put our phones down for about 10 minutes and then everybody's boring and nobody wants to talk, that's fine. We're gonna let our brains just do nothing then. That's fine. But the kid and even your spouse them saying, I'm going to do that. Like we don't, our phones are connected at our hip. We're on them all the time. So just setting a precedent and that teaching moment that these things don't have to be a part of our family 24 seven is really a good thing. Let me give you something else. So we, as, um, family, family equals busy family equals tons of activities, probably too many activities. We've talked about that in previous episodes, you, from a, from a Christian perspective, one of the things that I think is really important is setting a, an opportunity to have church or a Bible study or a devotional with your family at your house. Think of all of the things that we carve out time for and how often do we not do that? And then you hear people, well, you know, the Bible's too complicated or it's not relevant anymore. I was like, have you, have you have you read it? It's, it's not too complicated, by the way. It doesn't even matter your level of education. It's not. And there's many different versions that have an easier version of English for you to understand. And there's explanations. We have this thing called the Internet. You can type in any verse and YouTube. You're, I mean, quit making that as an excuse. But what it does is it enables your family to connect in a spiritual way with things that are bigger and better than just themselves. It puts your mentality in that there is a God and that and and the God has an idea for my life and how I'm supposed to be living and we as a family are going to connect in that way. Pause pause on the family stuff and think about in a dating situation. You know what we might say in a dating situation is we want to connect with somebody emotionally. We want to connect with someone um Physically, we want to connect with someone spiritually. Well, in a family situation, connecting in the, on the spiritual level with God and how God views us and our family, that's, that has to be passed down to your children. That has to be a part of it. That is a rock when life gets tough. That is the, that, that cable that holds things together because you always, always, always have that to fall back on, no matter what. And we need those things because unfortunately we see, heck, we even see in families when there's two different political opinions, breaks up the family. I mean, 
Again, how ridiculous is that? It happens all of the time. It doesn't take much sometimes to break apart a family. So finding things that do connect that time, that intentional time by leaving the phones away, and then obviously on a spiritual connection can can do wonders for your family, but you have to do it. And you're like, oh my gosh, my kids would think I was so stupid because you know my son's 15. We've never done anything like that before. You can start traditions whenever you want. You're in charge. And guess what? You start a tradition with your 17-year-old that you've never done, that they're like, ah, whatever. And then they're 18, they move out. Do you know they're more likely to start the tradition that you didn't do much earlier? Everything that you're doing is for specific reasons. And it doesn't matter how it exactly works out with their 17-year-old. But maybe it's because of when they're a parent of a five-year-old, they're like, oh man, I remember when my mom or dad did this. And so everything that you're doing is for generational reasons. It's not just for here in the moment. But there is a thing that's tough sometimes as a parent because sometimes kids can make it difficult just simply because they're kids. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, I don't want to do it. Here again, are you parenting with intention? Can you push through the noise? What is the right thing to do? What should you be doing? This is how our family is going to do it. That's leadership. Kids need to see leadership. Kids need to not be in charge. Parents are in charge. Parents are the ones that are guiding the ship. That doesn't mean that they don't listen or want to understand. Of course they want to get to know and understand their kids. They're not in charge. They will be in charge someday. And, and you are right now making decisions that you as the adult think are best. So do it. And then when you do it, know that all of those things you're doing is not just for the here and now. It doesn't even matter how well it works. But you're showing them a different way to parent. You're showing them the way that our family, what's wrong with our family? We connect. We listen. We have time together. We put our phones down. We have meals together. We, we get in front of the, the Bible and learn about God's vision and plans for our lives much bigger than whatever I can come up with in my own small brain. This is what we do. This is how this looks. Um, okay. Oops, my, my page turned. Don't want to talk about that. That was old news. Okay. The other thing is, parents, kids know that you're not perfect. Kids are able and willing to forgive when you're able and willing to humble yourself. Don't forget that. The idea that you have to be this strong, solid rock who always is perfect and I'm right and you're wrong. That's, that's hogwash. That's not, that's not good parenting. Good parenting is recognizing, goodness me, I, I fell short in this area. I should have done this different. I actually wished I would have done it. This is how I would have wanted. You say that to your kid, like, oh, yeah, they, they melt. I mean, I don't know, maybe not all of them, but they kind of do. They may not show it, like butter in a microwave. It may not quite look like that. But you, you, but it's so important. Kids will meet you there it's it's the beautiful kind of gracious element of kids that, that the only way sometimes we can access is through our own humility and putting our pride away for a second. The other thing I would say when it comes to this topic of what's wrong with our family is parents don't feel 
the need or the obsession to solve all or even many of your kids' problems. We want our children to be problem solvers, knowing they'll fail. We want our children to look at the things that are going on in their life and figure out a way and a path to make it. Um, you know, I've, I've talked with so many parents about so many things. And, you know, one of the things that I think is, is so hard for a parent is when there's something unfair going on at school. Um, oh my goodness. You know, your, your kid is having to deal with something. I've talked to so many people, whether it's a, a form of bullying, whether it's, um, mischaracterization, mis mischaracterizing your kid and other kids are doing it. You know, all information spreads. So now it's stuff gets around. And, um, and even sometimes when adults take part in that, that type of thing, I, um, it's why I hate labels. I hate labels because labels are absolute unless it's a positive label. Like, Oh my gosh, you're a great listener or you, you really, you know, kind of understand things. But anytime we're labeling where there's a negative connotation, do you know how many times kids 30 years later as adults, they still remember when that one kid, when that one adult said that. And sometimes the, even if it's not true or even if it is true, whatever the truth level is to that thing, it sticks. That's why I hate labels. We don't want to speak in absolutes when it comes to how we characterize people. And so when your child is getting picked on or there's something unfair going on. You and I want to get up to that school. We want to take that kid, that adult or whoever is going on and say, what is right? You know, and, and, you know, shake some sense into them, but we can't solve all of our kids problems. They're going to have to learn to deal with things that aren't fair and how they go about that. And it's tough. I'm not saying there aren't situations that you remove your kid. If it's a really toxic, horrendous situation. Yes, you may have to do that. But we have to keep allowing our kids. So what do you think you should do? What is your solution? Again, a lot of things in life are about asking questions and put it on the kid. How do you feel when this, what, what are we going to do about it? Because a lot of times when we as the, the mom and dad swoop in to fix, we rob them of the ability to solve. And that's not that's not what we want for our problem solving kids that we're trying to raise. We can't fix everything. We can't solve everything. We may do some good in the moment. We may come in and, and kind of save the day in that situation. But the cost is that, that number one, they never had the ability. They, they may not even have expressed exactly how it feels. Sometimes kids are like, it's not a big deal. I can handle this. I can do this. Trust them. Keep asking questions. Stay connected to the situation. Trust them. Now, there could be situations where we, we have to overstep that if we feel like there's danger or something involved. But please, please, please don't, don't forget, not all of your kids' problems have to be solved by anyone and especially not by you. It's a, it's a good thing to kind of remember. Um, the... The other thing that I'm kind of always reminded of myself as a parent, parents have a past and in our past, we have mistakes that we've made before we had kids mistakes that we've made while we've had kids. 
And what happens with that is we say, we may say this, this is a very common line that I hear people say, well, when I was 17, this is what I was doing. So how can I expect my 17 year old to do different? Well, it's because you should, because what you're doing at 17 was stupid. Well, I mean, I can't make, I can't force it. No, stop talking. You're wrong. Let's say this again. You're saying that what you did at seven, I was doing this, I was smoking this, I was drinking that, I was doing this at 17. Okay. Well, I can't get into all the whys you were doing those things. I'm not going to go back 20 years, 30 years and break down your family dynamic and all the choices that you made. Although I think it's healthy if you look at that. But right now I'm living in the moment. I'm living in the moment of my 17 year old, your 17 year old. What do you want for them? Why can't you expect better? Why can't you expect different? Why are you stuck in your past mistakes? Your past mistakes do not define the way you should be parenting and leading your child. You need to take the Etch-A-Sketch, shake it, start anew and say, this is a new person. Your child is not you. They weren't alive or around at this time. So it's such a cop out. It's such a weak argument to say, because you did certain things, they are going to as well. Wow, what little expectation you have on them. I guarantee you, your child has more expectations on themselves than you have for them. So so just get rid of that mentality. It doesn't mean that you can't be gracious or, or forgiving or understanding when your kids make mistakes. I'm not saying that. And they may make the same mistake as you. Many kids do. But our mentality shouldn't be stuck in our past and our mistakes especially as all parents do. We want better for our kids. We want them to do better. And as much as we can be very negative and down on like the current generation, kids today, people today, there's a lot to say negative. I actually see it's not as, sometimes it's not as bad as it used to be. We've actually sometimes gotten better. And I know there's parents that know and understand this. You also have said, look what I was doing. I can think of some good friends of mine right now that we've had this conversation. Look at what I was doing and look what my kids are doing. I, I feel blessed. I feel fortunate. I there's, I mean, that's, so it, it's, not, it's not always worse, but we can't live in our past. Okay. Let's talk about, I mean, this is what's wrong with family. There has to be parenting advice today in episode 18. Uh, I, again, look forward to the comments and the thoughts. And, e- and even if there's a topic you'd like uh, to, to discuss, I am still kind of looking at different interviews and stuff like that. I'm getting there. I'm doing a lot of work right now trying to get a, a speaking career launched. Um, and there's a lot of work behind that. That's going to connect the podcast and looking to write a book. And there's just a lot of things going on, but I always want to know what you would like to be discussed. And I'm always kind of thinking who would be a great guest to talk about some of these things. So feel free to reach out with any thoughts or ideas as you've gotten to know me. There may be somebody that, you know, that that makes complete sense. So I'm always, always looking for stuff like that. Okay. So the parenting advice, I kind of broke down to different advice, one for the kids, one for the parents. And the parents, let's start with you. Parents, what your kid needs to feel from you is this flow of grace that you have for them. When you when you allow your child 
the ability to make mistakes or to mess up and you, and you show them grace. And you really, honestly, this goes from the very beginning when they make a mistake and the, the whole routine, I had a routine with my kids. I actually got it from super nanny, which is actually a funny show. It's a really good show, but the whole idea of apology, forgiveness, physical affection after that, a hug or whatever it might be. We're going to keep modeling that throughout these, this kid's life. These kids are going to know and feel that they don't have to be perfect. We're going to show them what perfect looks like. Hey, this is what I, this is our goals. This is what we want to do. But when people fall short, when you as a parent aren't this judgy overlord over them and you can show them grace, just like we've received grace that gives peace to your child. There, there is a security and a, just that deep breath that they can take knowing that that's a part of your family dynamic. Now on the flip side, a lot of times what they say about kids are kids are self-consumed. They're, they're kind of just, they don't have the ability to see the big picture. You know, they see parents as these kind of icons who should be perfect. And we can be very judgy of parents in terms of when they make a mistake. I would say what every parent needs from their child is gratitude. I think that when, you know, it's tough being a parent, there's a lot of work you put, you put your heart and soul into it and you, and you do it knowing, you know, you're not going to get the same dividends. You know, if you're in a marriage or you're dating and you, you you have two people kind of equally giving, it's not necessarily how it works with parent kid. And for good reason, they're a kid. Kids don't have the, the mental fortitude or even the understanding or, or even should it be a requirement to give in that way. Now I would, I would, I would caution parents from obsessing with this too much, though. Be careful. You need to be more thankful. You need to be more grateful. Okay, that's fine. That's not the way to say it, though, but, but true. But don't take your expectations and reduce them. The, the proper way to communicate that is to say, look, I, um, don't, don't make it about yourself. Make it about your spouse. Make it, you need to really be thankful to what your mom just did or what your brother just did. Teach them in a giving out, but not from what you need back. If you teach them from that perspective, they will give to you at the appropriate time, but you don't want to make it about yourself. Well, you owe me, you know, just, I, I know it's true, but I'm just telling you it's not the right way to do it. And it comes across um, self-serving, even if it's not. So just be careful about that. But on the gratitude side, what I'd say to the kids that are listening would be to your evolution as a, as a person, as a child, when you can step back from yourself and see some of those things that have happened and done, and some kids are so wonderful at this, just let them know. Communicate a note, a text, um, something verbal. That's old school, but, but those things actually do mean a lot and can go a long way. And so again, in summary, the, the parenting advice is parents show grace, kids show gratitude. It goes a long way in taking what's wrong with your family and just reducing whatever that is. It goes a long way. Okay, song today, uh, country singer uh, Dirk Bentley has a song called Home, wonderful song. And the reason why I chose it is because the song kind of portrays uh, one of the phrases in the song talks about the scars from a family, and we all have them. 
we all have things that within our family that are lasting that won't maybe necessarily ever go away. And it's just a part of that family dynamic. You know, we, we all came into this family because of a decision our mom and dad made, but as brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, we find ourselves in this connection based upon our last name. And there's scars to happen from that. Uh, there's sometimes the, Sometimes you have to take a break from your family. Sometimes the road is long. They talk about this in the song. Sometimes it's it's difficult, but the road leads back to home. Home and what you're trying to create is a place of it's it's home base. It's home room. It's that safety. It's it's that consistent thing. I know what that looks like. I always like what it looks like. And when I create my own home someday, I may do a few things different cool but the song just shows the the road that has injuries and difficulties but the beauty of where it always points the reason why i did this episode what's wrong with your family is because i care more than you realize about my family about your family and when families are strong in america when families are together when families stick together, there's not a more beautiful thing that can happen for a society when that becomes the norm. When families fall apart, when families are disconnected, when families have constant turmoil, it creates additional burdens for society. Literally, if we could fix one thing, I'm going for families 100% of the time. Because the the reverberation, the positive reverberations from that trickle throughout society in wonderful, magical ways. We have better men. We have stronger women. We have people that know how to relate from a um, from a functional standpoint in the sense of conflict resolution and confidence and respect and how we treat people. Put my phone down, no problem. I'll be sure to tell my kids someday that too. We are going to have family meals together. I am going to carve out time for my busy work schedule for my kids. I am going to date and love my wife because she is the most important part of this family. But I'm also going to do that with my kids. I am going to raise my family intentionally. And as a man, we need more men that that put themselves and there's many wonderful men that do, but we need more and it needs to be the norm. And I want us to get back to that. I want the divorce rate to be reduced. I want kids to be in strong, this strong upbringing that breeds confidence and they can solve problems. And they're thankful for who brought them into this world. These things can be magical and can transform a society much more than a politician ever has the ability to do. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope wonderful things from your family, for your family, prayers and blessings to you as you embark on this journey. And anytime you want to reach out, please do so. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening and, uh, and go, go do the best that you can do for your current family or someday preparing for your future family. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. 
And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 